What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 88-9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. there what's happening welcome in one and all to a friday edition a good friday edition out there and it is a friday of february 17th 2023 this is the starting lineup and we're live here in the 98.9 jack fm studios on the air for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you today as always. And uh, per usual, we'll be hitting up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened last night. We'll get a settled for uh, tonight and we'll get a settled for the weekend schedule as well with boys postseason opening up uh, tomorrow. So we'll talk all about that and everything that encompasses coming up here in uh, the next segment. And also we're going to hit up on the NBA as we're going to take a look at it officially uh, the all-star break and uh, so we'll take a look at where the standings are here coming into the all-star game and we'll take a look at all-star game uh, festivities uh, there as it looks like Ayo is going to be uh, back into some skills competitions there nice. so and he's going to be coached by another Illini legend so uh, we'll talk about that and everything that that has we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball as I believe Purdue they go down last night once again so uh, We'll talk about everything else that happened last night and get a set for the weekend because we got the Illini back on and we're in the other assembly hall tomorrow afternoon or not quite afternoon, but uh, it's morning. Uh, early morning. Yeah, morning kind of around this time will yeah. be the tip off of the game uh, tomorrow there in Bloomington. We'll hit up on that game as well. And uh, we'll also hit up on the NHL, see how uh, that is doing. We will also get to uh, some other things. And, you know, we got to get to some NASCAR stuff as well in the pod. Eric has to finish his countdown yep. as here we are, the final four moments of the top 75 moments celebrating 75 years of NASCAR and Eric's got his top 
four set of the 75 moments in NASCAR history, according to Eric Fry. And we'll get to that in the uh, podcast. And, you know, we got to get you set for Daytona yep. as well. And you got to have some entertainment yep. as well. And we got our first NASCAR pick'em coming up as well as regular uh, the uh, regular season pick'em. Yes. Yeah, we, we picked the clash. Yep. Uh, but uh, now these are the ones that account for real. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll definitely get to that in the pod for season two of NASCAR Pick'em. So you want to stick around for that. Yep, absolutely. We finished tied last year. It will not happen again this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> After all that, all yep. season, we yep. finished tied. But, yeah, yeah, it won't happen again. And so we'll get to that in the pod. Of course, you can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. And click on our uh, podcast tab under the radio tab over there on the website. All right. Uh, so we got to a lot to get to here today on this uh, Friday. A lot to uh, talk about the uh, postseason coming up in high school basketball. But until then, uh, we have to get to uh, first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we are starting off in the uh, golf world as uh, yesterday at the uh, Genesis, as we told you about the uh, stacked grouping that uh, Tiger Woods uh, was a part of with uh, JT and Roy McIlroy. And uh, they're already out there on the course this morning, but we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, Tiger came out yesterday as he uh, returned to uh, golf once again, as he ended up shooting 69 there at the uh, Genesis Invitational as a Tiger finished strong as uh, you know I wasn't sure about uh, him as he was coming in saying that Mm -hmm. I didn't know how well his uh, ankle would uh, hold up after some uh, nagging stuff Uh, but Tiger actually uh, finished pretty strong despite uh, that injury and uh, you can kind of tell as he walks around uh, but he uh Shy two under, he's five. He was five off the lead uh, first, and uh, especially there, the way he finished uh, in a dramatic fashion, just like Tiger uh, would with yep. uh, some bir- consecutive birdies there to uh, close out his uh, final round. Yeah, and you know, like you said, finished off with with three straight birdies, finished yeah, at straight, two yeah. under um, for that that first round, only five shots off the lead at that point. Um, and it, it had you feeling for a moment like it's okay. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, here this morning, it hasn't been great. Well, yeah, it hasn't. Still uh, early. Yeah, Still exactly. Early. I mean, it was only through five or six holes uh, right now. And now he's a one over for the day. But he's kind of grouped in a lot of people there tied with right. one under. Uh, right now but uh, you know it was just uh, nice to see and uh, nice to see uh, him uh, finish strong and give a little uh, fist pump and a nice smile and another roar like uh, you always do uh, with uh, Tiger and uh, so it was kind of nice to see I was kind of doubting him coming into this and you know it's typical to be you know hesitant about what we're gonna see about Tiger but uh, nope 
that wasn't the case as uh, you know this course kind of sets up uh, well for what he needs to do these yep. days and he can drive the ball off the tee <laughs> and he can also get that nice uh, roll after uh, it comes down yep. so that kind of is what suits his game right now and uh, you just have to adjust to uh, the distance and he's got to keep uh, the, the nerves the adrenaline in a check but other than that um, you know, he's he was doing pretty good yesterday, at least ended up that way. Yes, and again, like I said yesterday, Travis, I said top 10 for Tiger. He did. Plus 1,200. It, it didn't look as bad Thursday as it did on the show when I mentioned that that's what I was no. going to do on Thursday, and you kind of basically almost laughed. I did. But it didn't look... But look at him go. It didn't look as bad. So, again, this is his first competitive golf in a year. Right. Close to it. Somewhere around there, the Open last year, where he walked across the bridge. Didn't he play with Charlie in that little? Yeah, but that's not. Thing? I mean, that's playing with your kid. That's not really. And he was using his. Was he using a cart? He was using a cart too. Yeah. This is this kind of his Some first. Walking. Yeah, tournament. I want to see him first of all, obviously making the cut. Mm-hmm. But then I want to see him make it through the weekend because a lot of times recently he's made the cut and then by Saturday his body can't do it anymore. Right. And he, he, you know, with withdrawals due to injury. So I want to see him make the cut, and I want to see him um, be able to make it through the weekend if he does make the cut. Yeah, and it's uh, super early right now. His uh, group is kind of one yeah. of the first right. wave of uh, groups as uh, currently the cut is even uh, here as we uh, speak on the show. And uh, so he's only like through six or seven holes at this point. Uh, So still uh, a lot more golfers uh, getting ready out on the golf course. And that's kind of what the thing is for Tiger. You know, it finishes up around five o'clock local time uh, there. And then his uh, second round started at uh, 7 a.m. at that time. So uh, turn around to get his body ready. And you've talked, he's talked about before what he needs to do to get his body ready yep. for a tournament and get some, his body ready for a round of golf. So it's a quick little turnaround, uh, here for tiger. And yeah, that's the most important thing is to see if he can make it, uh, through the weekend, uh, here, if he makes the cut, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about this, Travis, you know, we talked about tiger and, and, you know, when's the end, when do you know it's the end? And I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I think if he, everyone said it was the open last year when he walked across the bridge, mm-hmm. and and that should be that that could have been it. Yeah, he didn't really stop or soak it in at all. To me, it's got to be Augusta. Sure, Augusta is. I mean, that's where he kind of got to the national spotlight when he won that big Masters and he right. blew everyone away. Yeah. That is the place. And I don't know what his aspirations are, but, you know, even the the great golfers like Jack Nicholas and uh, Arnold Palmer, they played uh, late into their careers, and they just only did uh, major tournaments. And Augusta uh, there, they didn't do so well, but uh, they were still out there uh, doing it. And I think Tiger recognized that. I think that's why he's playing in some of these not quite as big tournaments. This is a, a bigger tournament. I'm not saying it's not. But he's playing more than just the majors because I think he doesn't want to be that shell. He saw that. He saw Jack and and Gary Player and people like that who played after their time was over and just played the majors. Right. And when they probably should have been on the senior yeah. tour. Or I think Tom Watson is another one um, who just kind of were there, 
they may have a round that was good, but then they just kind of fall away by the end of it and not be in contention. And I, I don't, I know that Tiger doesn't want to become that. Yeah. So I think, I, I think that's why he plays his smaller tournaments to try and keep his game up to date. Right. And those guys probably, they didn't figure that they would be competitive or anything. It was just kind of nice to have them around. And here's the other thing. And that is, you know, we talk about LeBron mm-hmm. sticking around to play with Bronny. Yeah. Tiger want, I think Tiger wants to play on the PGA Tour with Charlie. Right. I think that's why go. he's still going. It is. Not as close as Bronny and LeBron. But he's already playing some events. I know that they're kid events, like that oh, you're supposed yeah. to father-son events and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No. Because, uh, you know, when did Tiger turn pro? 16, 17? Yeah. So we're talking maybe five, six years? Right. Yeah. And then uh, also uh, yesterday, it was also just nice to see uh, Tiger having fun on the golf course again. Him and JT are uh, pretty close, and right. uh, Tiger out drove him, and he uh, also handed him, uh, well, can I say this on the radio? I'm going to say it. He handed him a tampon. A feminine product. I mean, it was a tampon. Just call it for what it is. And so I don't know why you're doing, why you're having one of those in your bag or why you're carrying those around, but uh, that's what he gave it to him. And uh, they both kind of chuckled about it and uh, they kind of went about their day. I mean, those are good for nosebleeds, I guess, for, you know, if you're for guy purposes, but, um, you know, that's just me. But I don't know why otherwise you, I don't know why you would carry one around in your bag, in your golf bag. Not one of my essentials to uh, carry around in uh, my uh, golf bag. But, uh, hey, I'm also not Tiger Woods, so I never claimed to be. So uh, we'll see how Tiger's uh, round uh, shakes out uh, the rest of the way uh, today. And we'll see if he can make the weekend uh, there. So we'll have uh, our one eye on that as well as a ton of other things that's happening uh, this weekend in uh, sports. NBA All-Star Game, uh, College basketball the line game tomorrow and also uh, the uh postseason starting uh tomorrow for boys basketball we'll get to that and we'll take a look at that schedule coming up next and well as we'll talk about the regional championships that are going on last night and that will happen tonight as well all on the way the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Rain, sleet, and snow. They don't stop the mailman. And you know what else they don't stop? They don't stop a Landa. Crossroads Truck Equipment has the solution to winter's grime, a Landa pressure. Landa assures you the highest quality, rugged dependability, and the best warranty. And while the weather is always unpredictable, you can still be in control of the ice, snow, mud, and salt with a new Landa pressure washer. Crossroads Truck Equipment, 500 North Keller Drive in Effingham, Central Illinois' Cleaning Solutions Headquarters. More and more new Toyotas are arriving here at Dan Heck Toyota in Effingham, including the 50-mile-per-gallon Prius, the popular Camry and Corolla, SUVs like Highlander and RAV4, along with Tacoma and Tundra pickups. 
chances are we have the Toyota you want either in stock or coming in soon. So save the most where we sell the most. Dan Heck Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham or danheck.com online. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan a tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for a loan a tool. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. <laughs> Come on, man. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary. Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> Hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. And now. Now, here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats, and I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No. It's, it's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, the uh, game ESPN radio. Travis Parks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports, some uh, local basketball as the uh, boys of basketball regular season wrapped up last night. And uh, let's talk about those games uh, that I got in uh, last night. And uh, we always start off with Altamont, so uh, let's change it up today. And uh, let's start off with the uh, Cumberland Pirates as uh, they uh, finished off the season uh, strong as uh, they uh, tripped up in their last game, but they did not trip up this time around as they got off to a strong start. They 
there in Arthur, and uh, they ended up winning a 70-55 over the uh, Knights, doing exactly what uh, Eric said the other day of, you know, Arthur came in and spoiled Cumberland senior night last year, and Cumberland does the same exact thing to them as the uh, Pirates got the victory 70-55. to Yeah, and uh, Travis... Uh yeah, strong start. It's an understatement. Thirteen <laughs> zero run to start the game. Thirteen zero. Wow. Nineteen to four after mm. the first quarter. Yeah, it's a great start. Um, <laughs> now they did get out outscored in the second and third quarters, and at one point in the third quarter, Arthur did get it down to nine, and then in the fourth quarter they got it down as well to about. Uh, at one point it was uh, hovering around that ten, nine, eight, right in that that ball ball area, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Cumberland did just enough to get the win, and Coach said after the game, he's like, should have been more. He's yeah, like, you're not happy a... when you have that big of a lead that you let a team get back into it and make an eight-point game out of it, a six-point game out of it sure. uh, at, at different times. You should, you know, and this is something that, you know, Cumberland's had problems with, not just this season, but just in years past of putting your foot down and keeping mm-hmm. it down and yeah. not letting up. And I think they let up in that second quarter. They got outscored uh, by two, 13 to 11. Uh, in that one, they got outscored by one in the third, 16 to 15. And then Travis, the two teams are ready for this. Yeah. 47 combined points in the fourth quarter. Wow. 25 22. Cumberland outscored uh, Arthur. It's a lot of points. It was like points. they waited till the final quarter to decide, hey, maybe we should you know, <laughs> yeah. shoot the ball and, and yeah. wow. get some points up there. But uh, a lot. Gavin Rolling Hendricks had 24 to lead the Pirates. Um, McGee had 12, uh, McLaurie had 11, and Bolt had 10. I mean, that's that's what you're wanting. Those, if those four players can get double figures every night, that's a yeah, good night for the Pirates. Uh, McMeekin also had eight points as well, so uh, he's right there as well. Cumberland out-rebounded Arthur. Uh, for Arthur, they were led in scoring by Wyatt uh, Hillegoss, who had a, his 1,000th point at the conference tournament. So uh, he ended up with 20, Travis, of the 20. He had uh, 11 in the second half alone. So mm. uh, he really kind of carried the team there as well as Parsons. He ended up with eight points um, as well as um, uh, Nettles had 12, uh, 10 points, nine in the second half, and eight points for Parsons all in the second half. So mm-hmm. Cumberland tried to give it away again, but they did just enough, made free throws at the end. Um, and, and stuff like that. And I said on the broadcast during pregame, I said, you know, Cumberland needs to be able to weather the emotional storm at the start of the game because the crowd was hyped. It was full. It was senior night. Like, you had all these factors. You had mm-hmm. to weather it, and the Cumberland Pirates did that. They came out and made the crowd quiet. The problem is they got a lot louder in that fourth quarter when Arthur got it close and Cumberland yeah. started making mistakes. Right. That can't happen, especially when you're talking regional play. If you want to go far – you have to be able to excel in those moments, not shy away from them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Cumberland, uh, they improved to a 16A and a 13 overall, and uh, they finished 6-4 and four in uh, the uh, Lincoln Prairie with a victory overall. Uh, yep, and a tough, tough matchup on Saturday. As Coach said, you know, we, I talked to him post-game about, you know, the regional opponent in Macon, and he said, I think that they are the best 10 seed in the state of Illinois. I mean, Cumberland beat this team by four at Vandalia. As he said, they led for 38 and a half minutes of that game. We did mm-hmm. just enough to get the win. They were, were on a six-game winning streak till last night. They lost to Shelbyville, I saw. But mm-hmm. making on a six-game winning streak, including beating Tuscola. And, you know, as he said, they lost a lot of close games. 
Now they're starting to win those close games. He said they're the most dangerous 10 seed in the state. Yeah, so uh, I definitely w- would agree with that. I haven't looked at the other 10 seeds, but right. I would definitely say right. they are one of the more dangerous uh, double-digit seeds for yep. sure. I yep. think that's a fair assessment there. So, uh, But that'll be in uh, Cumberland on uh, Saturday uh, there. And, of course, we'll have coverage for you over on a WCRA. Yep. The other game that we covered over on our sister, other sister station, Jack FM, as it was Altamont uh, closing out the regular season with the win and also uh, closing out of the conference season with a, a perfect 8-0 record. And uh, that had not been done uh, since 1980. So uh, that was a accomplishment uh, that uh, doesn't happen that often nope. uh, for Altamont, obviously. You know, uh, you think of the NTC, St. Anthony, they do it all the time. Uh, Topolis, when they were there, they've done it. Uh, Obviously, but you know, Altima hasn't done it in quite a while. So uh, they beat Windsor Stu Straws, spoiling their senior night 62 to 42. As this game started off close, as it was a back and forth in the opening quarter. As the first quarter saw seven lead changes and a couple of ties as well. And the two Wittenbergs got off to a great starts, like always, and they carried that throughout the rest of the game. Austin had seven in the opening quarter. Jordan added five, and uh, last night I saw that. Windsor Two Straws, they are the masters of awkward and uh, tough shots as the high degree of difficulty uh, for their shots and their layups uh, was uh, very high. So uh, it wasn't like uh, Altamont Altima was playing a good defense, but uh, Windsor just got those uh, tough shots to fall. Uh, Mason Robinson also was firing all cylinders in the first half as uh, he had eight points in the first, eight points in the second, and uh, so he had a, a big first half, and uh, Windsor actually uh, found themselves with a lead of 14 to 12 after one quarter. Uh, but then, kind of a sequence there in the second, Eric Coleman had a putback off of a missed three, and that was 16 to 14. Uh, Curry would make a tough layup the other way, and that would uh, tie it at 16, and that would be the last tie of the game as uh, uh, Robinson on the next possession would uh, drive right down the lane, and that's kind of what he was doing all night. Was uh, Windsor was playing a little zone, and so uh, Robinson just kind of went straight down uh, the middle and kind of tacked it right head on, and uh, that put Altamont ahead 18 to 16, and Altamont would never let up the lead after that. They went on a 7 0 run there in that second quarter to break it open, and Windsor called the timeout, and uh, Altamont would lead 25 18 at the half. They would end up uh, finishing off the third quarter in a dramatic fashion as uh, Jared Hammer uh, would hit a uh, not a too deep of a three, but it was still a couple of feet uh, beyond the three-point line, I think, as uh, he hit that one at the buzzer to conclude the uh, third quarter, and Altamont just kind of broke it open at that point. They led 43-29 to with the help of Dylan Elam. He had seven in the third. Also, kind of Earhart was six, and uh, Kata Miller also had six points as well with uh, Coleman in a little bit of foul trouble, so those two uh, came in and uh, filled in nicely. Uh, the two Wittenbergs led the way for Windsor's two straws. Austin had 18 and Jordan Wittenberg had a 16. And then, you know, with the uh, uh, score the way it was in the fourth quarter, uh, both teams would unload the benches and uh, those two uh, would, uh, those two Wittenbergs would leave the floor, uh, would be the last two subbed out for Windsor's two straws. Mm-hmm. So they kind of left the floor together. So 
that was a nice moment uh, there. So uh, Altamont finished off there in the fourth quarter, and they would end up winning by a 20. And uh, they were led by Mason Robinson. He had 21 in the game, and Dylan Elam, he had 11. So Altamont, a perfect 8-0 in the NTC this year, and they finished the regular season 25-4. And uh, just like Cumberland, 16-13, and Wipe that clean, and just like Altamont, 25-4, wipe that clean because everybody is 0-0 zero and zero as the postseason set to begin on Saturday, and there will be in Altamont as Altamont's the number one seed, and they'll take on the 16th seed, Mulberry Grove, at 7 o'clock, and Coach Niebuhr wanted it as normal as possible with the 7 o'clock tip-off there in Altamont. So we'll see if Logan Cornett is good to go on Saturday as he was not playing yesterday. Uh, it was a high ankle sprain is what uh, coach was telling me and uh, so uh, they kept him out of the last game uh, just as precautions so uh, we'll see if he's back in there on Saturday uh, main, one of the main defenders for Altamont yep. uh, there and I think that just a couple of games ago we said that uh, we were, uh, Coach Niebuhr said I think that we're at our healthiest and then you know Jared Hammer gets shaken up in the game against St. Anthony but he was fine he obviously played last night and, and Logan didn't even play last night so kind of jinxed our, our yep. ourselves there. Yep. But uh, Winchester two stars, they close out the regular season 21 and nine, and uh, they are they were finished four and four in the NTC, and uh, they'll take on the 11 seed there in the Stu Straws on Saturday at 1.30. So uh, that was what happened last night there between our coverage. Uh, let's take a look at other action from last night. Mount Zion, they also finished off a perfect conference record as they defeated Effingham 67-43. to Mount Zion now 27-3 overall, and they finished 12-0 in the Apollo. They are already Apollo champs after they beat Lincoln uh, and wrapped that one up. But uh, this is the first time that the Braves have won uh, the Apollo in basketball since 2015 uh, there and uh, Dietrich also picked up the win over Grayville 79-50 and Dietrich improves to 17-12 and it was the topless over only 53 to 23 mm. uh, they I think they lay like a 31 to 9 at the half I saw uh, James Niebergy he had 20 and Brandon Niebergy added a 16 for the shoes on senior night for them it was North Central over Marshall, 74-56. Charleston over Mattoon to finish off in the Coles County Clash, 49-43. And it was Arcola over Heritage, 66-39. to Some other scores uh, that I uh, are. And then the final one was Lincoln over Muhammad, 41-27. Lincoln now 25-5 on the season. Some other scores uh, that I saw from around the area, St. Teresa won over Clinton 72-61 and they also finished the Central Illinois Conference season a perfect 7 and 0, so they're uh, conference champions on the football field of course and on the basketball floor as well as the Bulldogs are 24 and 5 overall. Clinton was having a great season as well. They're 24 and 7. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. predicted that at the beginning of the season, no. but uh, still a uh, good record heading into our regionals. It was Greenville over Hillsboro. Uh, no 11 threes for uh, Mr. Moss this time around, but he did score 31 right. last night. Just 31. Just 31. Uh, in Greenville, 83-40, to 40, big winners over Hillsboro, and uh, that clinched the South Central Conference Championship <laughs> 
for the Comets. And also the girls on uh, that side won the South Central. So uh, both the Comets on the boys and girls side won the conference. And that hasn't happened for them since 2018 for Greenville as uh, they are 19 and 11. I think they're a number one seed as well in their little uh, subsection or regional there. And it was also Decatur LSA uh, finishing off a, a perfect regular season, 27-0 and with a win over Tri-County, 78-42. Uh, Sebastian Hill led the way as he had 29 points in the win for the Lions. So uh, they'll begin regional play undefeated. In high school girls basketball last night in the North Clay Regional Championship, North Clay gave St. Anthony all they could handle, but uh, St. Anthony came on strong in the second half and uh, St. Anthony are regional champs there in Louisville, 59-2 of 46 over the Cardinals. North Clay had the two-point lead after one. They led 29-21 at the half, but then a 19-5 third quarter for St. Anthony, and then 19-12 fourth quarter for the Bulldogs as well. Finish it off. Uh, Ruhal led the way. She had 19. Fierde had 16. And Faber had a 14 as well. Ballard led the way for the Cardinals. She had 20. Van Dyke had 10. And Krzyzewski had 10 as well. So St. Anthony 27-5 and now. They advance to the KZ sectional. And North Clay wraps up a great season, uh, 20 and 11 on the year for the Lady Cardinals. And who will they meet? Well, they'll take on the winner of the regional championship of the South Fork Regional. And that's a familiar foe as it's Tuscola as uh, they had defeated Salt Fork last night, 51-45 to take the regional title there. So Tuscola improves to 32-1 and on the season. And uh, this was almost like when the brackets came out, this was almost like a date yep. with destiny as uh, the only loss this season was a couple weeks ago to St. Anthony. So it's number one Tuscola against number two St. Anthony on Tuesday night in Casey at 7.30. So uh, that's that should be a good one in the sectional semis. It definitely should. Oh, man. Tuscola wants some revenge. Oh, yeah. You know, love that gymnasium and uh, love that matchup there. So, yeah, you can catch me at Casey yeah. on Tuesday for yeah. sure. Who will the other matchups will be? Well, that would be decided tonight that I'll get to here in just a second. Uh, other action in Class 2A, the Warrens were regional uh, championship. Went to Pena as they defeated Tolono Unity 50-28. to Pena improves to 23-9. and And it was in the Carmine White County Regional Championship. Teutopolis defeated Mount Carmel 45-25. to Topos got off to the great lead, 14 to four after one. They extended that out, 22 to 14 at the half, and then led 35 to 19 after three quarters. Uh, Kaylee Niebrigge led the way for the shoes; she had 16. Conkle had nine, and Molly Ruhal also had nine as well. Topos now 26 and a five overall, and uh, those two will square off in the Pena sectional on a Tuesday night as well. Number one seed T Town against the two seed Pena. They're at a six o'clock in Pena. Also in uh, that uh, sectional, familiar foes meeting up again as well, just how we wanted it in the regional championship in Flora. Robinson over Newton, 58-41. Uh, Zane led the way for the Maroons. She had 20. So did Shea. Also had 20. Uh, Kessler led the way for Newton uh, with 16. Cameron Martin had 12. Robinson got off to the nine-point lead after one, and uh, they played even the rest of the way until the fourth quarter when Robinson 
uh, doubled them up 14 to 7 there to go on the win. So Robinson improves to 21 and 8, and Newton finishes at 516 and 16 for the Eagles. Who will they? Who will Robinson meet in the sectional? Well, it's the Paris Tigers as they defeated all last night 46 to 34 to take home their own regional championship. As Paris improves to 28 and 3 overall. So uh, this is the rubber match sectional semifinals 7:30 in a Pena. If I wouldn't be in Casey, I would think about going to Pena as it's Paris and Robinson matching up for the third time this mm-hmm. season. Paris got one, Robinson's got one, and the rubber match to see who goes to the sectional championship will be decided on Tuesday. So that is a great sectional as well. Absolutely, it is. Oh man, stacked uh, sectionals, um, and then also wanted to uh, pass along a couple of other uh, regionals uh, from kind of outside uh, the uh, listening area. But uh, Nicomis, I know that they faced the Altamont. They fell to Oakville, fifty to ten. As Oakville must be a buzzsaw there if Nicomis. Mm-hmm. Only scored 10 points uh, there. And I also saw that Father McGivney lost as well oh. in the regional championship, uh, as well as they lost to Carlisle, 52 to 46. So, that's uh, surprising. Yeah, both teams uh, that Altamont saw this season. So uh, both of them bowing out there mm. in the uh, regional championships all right uh, let's take a look at uh, the uh, also i forgot to mention this yesterday but in uh eighth grade boys basketball it was sacred heart finishing in third place yes there as they defeated uh, peru catholic 34 to 20 so congratulations to uh, the uh, shamrocks yep. taking home a third place trophy there in the state tournament and also st anthony they fell in the uh, 2a state championship to uh, decatur robertson and they lost 42 to 33 so uh, St. Anthony ends up finishing in second place uh, there. So I know they wanted the big title, but uh, still second place is good. Absolutely it is. So uh, great year. Mm-hmm. Great year. And so uh, that was it from uh, last night. Uh, coming up uh, tonight, we got a couple of boys games tonight. Uh, Casey is at St. Anthony to finish off their season. Uh, Dietrich, uh, they are hosting Potoka, and CHBC is set to be at uh, St. Elmo. Uh, tonight in girls basketball regional championships in Arcola, it's Tri County versus Arcola, and in the Nioga regional championship, it's Nioga versus CHBC, and uh, the winners of uh, those two matchups will go on to uh, KZI as well in uh, that sectional and meet up in the sectional semis at six o'clock before the Tuscola St. Anthony yep. uh, game uh, there. So no matter what. Uh, we're guaranteed uh, some uh, NTC representation uh, there on the other side of the bracket. And it could just be shaking out just like last year's uh, sectional shook out, but the uh, matchups I think were flipped uh, that time as it was Nioga and Tuscola matching up and uh, Tri-County and St. Anthony matched up last year. So mm. we'll see if uh, the matchups are just reversed this time around. In Class 3A, the Bloomington Regional Championship, Lincoln putting their undefeated season on the line in the championship against Champaign Central. The Decatur-Eisenhower Regional Championship, it's Mount Zion versus Chatham. And uh, the Mattoon Regional Championship sees FEM against Mattoon. And the Muhammad Regional Championship, it's Muhammad Seymour against Normal Community West. And uh, we also have a boys basketball set for tomorrow. 
Nicomas Regional. It's Mulberry Grove against Altamont over on Jack FM. Also, SEB going up against uh, Potoka and Altamont. Uh, could potentially uh, face uh, Carlisle or Indenburg in the uh, next round on Saturday as well. Cumberland Regional, you got uh, Central A&M against Casey, Neoga, Martinsville, CHBC, and Windsor's Two Straws. And over on WCRA at 4 o'clock, it's Cumberland going up against Macon Meridian. Tuscola Regional has got Tuscola against Tri-County. You also have uh, Okaw Valley against Heritage. South Central Regional, Red Hill at Chrysler Rock. South Central hosting Sisney, St. Anthony at Standoval, and Dietrich at North Clay. 2A at Lawrenceville Regional. Uh, you got Mount Carmel hosting Auburn Powhat. Tatapos Regional, Paris at Shelbyville. Uh, Robinson's hosting Sullivan and Allah's at Flora. Litchfield, it's got Litchfield at Vandalia. Pena hosting uh, Carlinville. 3A, you got FEM traveling to a Marion in the Mount Vernon Regional. And Mattoon traveling to a Decatur Eisenhower uh, there. And then we also have all of the uh, festivities for you for the NBA. As uh, tonight, it's the mm-hmm. Rising Stars game, which I will be participating in. And you can hear that right here on 98.9. 8 o'clock will be the start time for uh, that. And you also got All-Star Saturday night, 7 o'clock right here. And also the All-Star game at 6 o'clock will be the broadcast start time of the All-Star game in Salt Lake City there. And then, of course, tomorrow we got Illinois, Indiana, 10 a.m. will be the pregame show coverage, and then 11 o'clock tip-off. We'll talk about college basketball, what happened last night, and we'll get you set for the weekend as well. And that's coming up next here on the Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank and Totopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com joy. That's 4hymns.com joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. And now, the starting lineup 
It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that? On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues winning streak is up to three games after taking down the Devils 4-2 in St. Louis. Uh, the Blues are now fifth in the Western Conference wildcard with 55 points and will host the Avalanche tomorrow afternoon. Former baseball player and broadcaster Tim McCarver is dead at the age of 81. He played 21 seasons in the majors, won two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals. McCarver played for the Cardinals, Phillies, Expos, and Red Sox. Two-time All-Star retired from the game in 1980, going to serve as lead analyst for 23 World Series broadcasts. The Bulls weren't able to take advantage of an injured Bucks team and lost to Milwaukee 112-100 in Chicago. Vucevich led the team with 22 points, grabbed 16 rebounds for a double-double. Giannis Antetokounmpo left the game with a sprained wrist after playing just nine minutes. The team has lost six straight games heading into the All-Star break. DeMar DeRozan will represent Chicago in the midseason classic in Salt Lake City on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Bulls are showing interest in a veteran point guard. ESPN's Adrian Morjanowski reports that Russell Westbrook has communicated with the Bulls, Clippers, Wizards, and Heat about possible buyout destinations. The guards averaging just under 16 points and 7.5 assists per game with the Lakers this season. The nine-time All-Star is shooting 41% from the field. And the Blackhawks will try to bounce back on the ice tonight when they face off against the Senators in Ottawa. The team is 0-3 on its current Canadian trip, lost to the Jets, Canadians, and Maple Leafs on this road trip. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry with the Sports Center hits. Been outscored 13 to 3 during that uh, three-game losing streak. Mm. That's not good. No. Not good at all. Not at all. And the Blues finally started to turn it around and starting to play some hockey, I guess. I also saw you wince when I said that the All-Star game is the mid-season classic. Oh, yeah. Because we're still, I still have never heard that until now. Yeah, no. The the baseball all-star game is the midsummer classic, bub. Uh, yeah, not the midseason classic. Uh, let's take a look at some college basketball that happened last night. As uh, Maryland, uh, they did it. They beat Purdue 68 to uh, 54. So Purdue takes back-to-back losses here, and they won 68 to uh, 54. Low-scoring affair there. So uh, Purdue will probably uh, tumble in the polls as they were number three. Uh, Houston got it done though over SMU, big six or 80 to uh, 65. Uh, UCLA got the win over Stanford, 73-64. Arizona, 88-62 over Utah. Gonzaga, all over Loyola Marymouth, 108-65. to 68 points in the first half, so ugh, not good defense by Loyola. Uh, St. Mary's is squeaked by San Diego, 62-59. to And Middle Tennessee takes down number 25, FAU. 74 to uh, 70, so we can say goodbye to FAU again in uh, the polls. They'll drop out. Uh, nothing happened in, uh, tonight early in uh, top 25 action. Was there mm-hmm. anything else in the Big Ten that happened uh, last night? Uh, Iowa beat Ohio State 92 to uh, 75 uh, there. Uh, games going on uh, tomorrow all across the college landscape. Uh, Notre Dame is at number seven, Virginia. Uh, Seton Hall is at number 20, UConn. Number 10, Tennessee just uh, knocking off uh, Purdue. Or uh, not Purdue, Alabama. Uh, there will be a rivalry game in Lexington, Rupp Arena, Tennessee versus Kentucky. Uh, also this one, uh, the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma against Texas, number six, Texas. 
out of that. So can Oklahoma take down another uh, highly ranked opponent? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Number 19, Iowa State's at number 12, Kansas State. Wake Forest is at number 15, Miami. Oklahoma State at number 22, TCU. It's 9 versus 5, and Baylor versus Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. The Pauls at number 16, Xavier. Villanova at number 24, Providence. Georgia, Alabama. This one would be a good matchup on the football field. Not so much on the hardwood as Alabama. 22 and 4, Georgia only 18 and 10. Uh, number 13 against Zaga against Pepperdine. 18 Creighton against St. John's. Colorado at number 8 Arizona. BYU at number 17 St. Mary's. And Cal is at number 4 UCLA. And then all the way back up at uh, 10 a.m. Like I said, the uh, broadcast start time will begin here on 98.9. It's Illinois against number 14 for now. Indiana as uh, Hoosiers trying to bounce back after that loss to uh, Northwestern. And we'll see how many points uh, Trace Jackson Davis will uh, score. Hopefully not a lot. I, mean, I have no hope uh, at all. His uh, career high last time out, and Indiana won this one in Champaign, 82-65. Uh, uh, we'll see if there's any defensive adjustments. Probably not, but no. hopefully uh, we're proven wrong. Trace Jackson Davis went off for 35 last game against uh, Illinois, and so we'll see how many points he scores this time around. That was uh, January 19th, so yeah, almost a month, almost a month ago. We'll see what changed in a month. By the way, Tiger Watch, Travis, Mm -hmm. he is back to even par for the day. Oh, no. Even par for the day? Even par for the day. So Two under on on the tournament, but even par for today. He was uh, one or two over, I believe. So I got one over. Yeah, so he's back to even. Back to two under, tied for 26th. Very good. Very good, Tiger. And uh, games going on on Sunday in college basketball. You got Ohio State at Purdue and North Carolina at NC State and Memphis at Houston. And Houston can win against that, against Memphis. They would probably be the number one team in the country again uh, with Alabama Mm -hmm. going down in the previous week. So uh, make sure you're tuning in to uh, the game, Illinois, Indiana, there at the other assembly hall. Uh, the fake tomorrow morning. Hall. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say fake, but I think fake's a strong word. I don't like that word, but uh, I definitely say Not the other the one. Not the true. Yeah. Assembly Hall. Right. Even though theirs is still Assembly Hall and ours is not. Uh, Simon something Assembly Hall is what their technically name oh, is. Okay. Uh, tickets as low as $191. <laughs> That's it? As low as 191 That's not bad. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I'm sure on uh, the broadcast we mentioned, I'm sure on the broadcast on the television side, you'll see that uh, famous shot uh, that uh, Illinois made to beat Indiana that one time. And mm-hmm. who knows, we might see the Bob Knight throw in the chair. I think that happened against Illinois, but uh, don't quote me uh, on that. Uh, but uh, that's going on uh, tomorrow, and uh, also, as I mentioned, it is All-Star Weekend in the NBA, so that's what we're closing out of the show with. We'll take a look at uh, All-Star festivities and the All-Star game uh, coming up here to close out the star lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. 
A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Bart Starr didn't play much his senior season at Alabama after a coaching change left most seniors on the bench. That didn't stop the Green Bay Packers from taking a chance on Starr, drafting him in the 17th round of the 1956 NFL Draft. The gamble paid off. Starr went on to a Hall of Fame career with five NFL championships, as well as winning the first two Super Bowls in NFL history, winning the MVP of both. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com sports. When there's a chance for a championship trophy, you need to have the right people in the right positions. That's why when you post a job for free, LinkedIn Jobs taps into a network of over 875 million professionals to find the right people for your role. LinkedIn Jobs helps you narrow down to only the most qualified candidates, which means you can start hiring the right people faster. Go to linkedin.com sports to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com sports. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the starting lineup. Caught! It's going to be caught! And for a touchdown! No! On 98.9 The Game. No! Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9, which is a, a smidge a bit uh, longer. Well, let's uh, close out the show uh, talking about uh, the uh, closure of the uh, NBA uh, first half. That happened uh, last night. The Bulls lost, closing out with an L yep. to Milwaukee, 112-100. What year is this? Brooke Lopez going off for a 33 on a Chicago last night. What are the Bulls doing? Uh, being bad, Travis. 26-33. They wrap up the first half. Not good. Mm, Not good. So, <laughs> so that's how they close out uh, the first half for them. Uh, the Wizards, they beat the uh, T-Wolves 114-106. And the Clippers, uh, they beat the uh, Suns to close out the first half 116-107 uh, there. As, uh, it was official yesterday as they had a press conference yesterday and officially introduced uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, I was. I saw that and I was like, what do you mean? I it's been on, two weeks or something. Yeah, and I thought he was like, on the I thought he was on the bench the other night that I saw him in street clothes, uh, uh, clapping hands with uh, Chris Paul and the guys. But uh, <laughs> officially introduced uh, there, and I love that the quote on ESPN uh, here on one of the top headlines is that he likes the Suns' title chances. Got all the pieces. Got all the pieces. Of course they do. They were just in the finals. Yeah. 
<laughs> of course they got all the pieces. It's kind of like that is Kevin Durant's M.O. Uh, yeah, that's true. So uh, that was the only three games that happened uh, yeah. uh, last night to close out the regular season or close out the first half of the regular season. So uh, the uh, NBA uh, Rising Star Challenge tonight, again, you can hear that right here on uh, 98.9. And Iodesumu is going to be in this game for the second straight year as he's an injury replacement for Houston's Jalen Green. Gotcha. And uh, so uh, he will also be uh, suiting up for fellow Illini legend Darren Williams as he's going to be one of the coaches for the team. So uh, he uh, says he picked the brain last year of Gary Payton, who was uh, one of the coaches last year. And uh, uh, he's already got that Illini connection with Darren Williams. And uh, they've already talked in the past a few times uh, before. So uh, two Illini legends, Io and uh, Darren Williams, involved in the Rising uh, Star game tonight. So that should be uh, interesting to uh, take a look at. Uh, The All-Star game, of course, on uh, Sunday as uh, Giannis uh, looks like he has sprained his right wrist last night. So the All-Star game status is uncertain. Uh, for him as we stay here on a Friday. So uh, Team Giannis without Giannis? Hmm. Hmm. Well, he still has to pick the team, so uh, he'll at least have to do that. It, that's what makes it so hard to like preview it because in years past it was like a week out they drafted the teams. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, no, we're going to do it right before the game starts. It's like, right. yep. okay. Yep, no real previewing. Sure. Uh, And also uh, Joel Embiid is also unsure of his status for uh, the All-Star game as well as he says, quote, I'm not healthy. So end quote. Yeah, basically, that's uh, that's it. So (laughs) we don't know if Giannis will play. We don't know if Embiid will play. Uh, either so uh, tune in on a Sunday to find who LeBron picks for his team and uh, see what Giannis picks for his team and you can hear it right here on 98.9 of the game there in Salt Lake City Utah Post Malone will be all over the uh, coverage I'm sure uh, there with a performance I'm sure Mm -hmm. Uh, but right now the playoffs started right now and uh, there were some talks about maybe doing an in-season tournament Uh, but if the uh, season ended today in the Eastern Conference uh, the Celtics would be number one overall Uh, the Bucks I was saying they rewarded their coach for that. Yeah, right. They, uh, yeah, they removed they removed the interim tag off yep. the desk, off the uh, door. So uh, the Bucks, they would be the two seed. They're only a half game back. Seventy uh, Sixers are the three. Cavs would be the four. The Nets is still with uh, the five seed. Uh, the Knicks would be a six. And in the play-in right now, it's the Heat at seven, Hawks at eight, uh, Wizards at nine, and the Raptors at ten. And the Bulls would be two back of the Raptors for that final play-in spot in the Eastern Conference. Over in the Western side, uh, Nuggets would be number one as they currently have a five-game lead over the Grizzlies for that distinction. And uh, Denver is 41-18, and so it would be Boston who would have the best record in the league uh, right now. Uh, Memphis is right behind uh, the Nuggets at two. And uh, the Kings, look at them go. They're at number three all, all the way up there. I love it. Uh, the Clippers are four, Suns would be five, the Mavs at a six, and currently in the play-in, it would be uh, the seven uh, Pelicans, eight Timberwolves, nine Warriors, and uh, ten Thunder, as the Jazz are only a half game out, and so are the Trailblazers a half game out of the play-in spot. 
And the Lakers also are the only other team in the Western Conference that has a shot. Uh, they're two games, a full two games back uh, there in the standings for the play-in. So uh, there you go, Kings. Uh, Pelicans, T-Wolves, and a Thunder in the playoffs right now if the season ended today. And the Warriors would be back in the play-in tournament after taking the championship. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? I, I still can't get over the Kings at three. I mean, I guess That's the insane. the Warriors, you could kind of see Travis because Steph's been injured. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I guess you can give him a pass, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The NBA just seems like it's topsy-turvy land this year. All right, yeah, it kind of is. So uh, we'll see how the uh, All-Star Game uh, festivities uh, shake out. And we talked about it the other day about the the dunk contest and the no names uh, that are participating in that sham of a competition. So, uh, but tune into the sham of a competition yes. right here on 98.9 for so, festivities on Saturday More night. so the three-point shootout. Three-point shootout, That's yeah. what you're going to tune in for tomorrow Absolutely. night. Absolutely. That's the, the uh, thing to Sunday. look out for, for sure. So Times can be found on our website. Yep, and we'll uh, be uh, taking a look at that, and we'll recap that all coming up on uh, Monday here on the show. Also, before we get out of here, don't forget Stadium Series for the NHL. They're going to be in Raleigh uh, playing outdoors. Mm-hmm, yep, so. on the campus of NC yeah. State. Uh, Tiger like is still even for the day now through nine. So Just make the cut. The last update for a Tiger for the uh, uh the show let's get out of here and let's go to uh, the uh pod coming up next here is uh fitz and harry and also how could i forget this the xfl starts this weekend as well so i'm sure you'll hear about that coming up next here on espn radio enjoy thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game Welcome in. Welcome back to uh, the starting lineup. Welcome into overtime. And Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. Coming up, we got stuff to uh, clean up from SportsCenter. We got NHL talk coming at you. And uh, we got Eric's NASCAR stuff as well as his uh, countdown wraps up. We're down to the final four moments of the top 75 moments in NASCAR history, according to Eric. Celebrating 75 years of NASCAR. The Great American Race is on Sunday. So uh, we'll have some entertainment this weekend. And uh, we will be uh, doing season two of NASCAR Pick'em here on the uh, program. So uh, get ready uh, for uh, that. And uh, so we'll talk about that later. Yep. And uh, first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports that you want to hit on? Yes. Uh, the Cubs uh, could add a veteran arm to their bullpen. Chicago is one of the teams that attended free agent pitcher Zach Britton's throwing session in Florida. It was the Cubs, Giants, Angels, Mets, Dodgers, and Rangers all in attendance. As Britton is coming off of Tommy John surgery, the team already signed bullpen arm Michael Fulmer to a one-year deal earlier this week. Manager David Ross hinted at a closer by committee approach to start the season. Oh, you love hearing that. <laughs> 
The Colts are now searching for a new offensive coordinator. According to NFL Network, Indianapolis is requesting to interview Jacksonville Jaguar passing game coordinator Jim Bob Cooter for its vacant OC position. Cooter has 13 years of NFL coaching experience, got his start in the league as an offensive assistant in Indianapolis under then-head coach Jim Caldwell. He also spent time with the Chiefs, Broncos, and Lions. Jim Bob Cooter. Bob it's Cooter. It's a, it's a great name. I think it's a great name, and it sounds like a great place for Indy. I, <laughs> I think it's a good good Indy place. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals are parting ways with their defensive coordinator. CBS Sports reports Arizona is releasing defensive coordinator Vance Joseph from his contract as multiple teams pursue interviews with him. Joseph will reportedly interview for the Broncos' D.C. vacancy today with another interview coming with the NFC champion Eagles. 50-year-old Joseph has spent the last four seasons as the Cardinals' defensive coordinator and was previously Denver's head coach from 2017 to 2018. I already talked about that. I already talked about the extension for that coach. And that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. Hmm. All right, and also uh, this weekend, uh, it's already a loaded weekend with everything else going on. The XFL kicks off this yes. weekend. Uh, it's on Saturday. You got the Vipers against the Renegades. Yep. Currently, currently Arlington favored by three and a half. That's the Renegades, if you don't know. Yes. Uh, the Guardians against the uh, Roughnecks. Roughnecks are favored by three points on Saturday. And on Sunday, you got uh, my team, the Battlehawks. Yep. Uh, they're favored by two and a half against the San Antonio Brahmas. They're at the Alamo <laughs> Dome. Hmm. Where do they get that name from? I don't the know. Brahmas. I don't hmm. know. And uh, the uh, Sea Dragons, they're in Seattle, and uh, they were just known as the Dragons last right. time out for the XFL. But now they're the Sea Dragons. They're against the DC Defenders in Seattle, favored by one and a half here. So XFL kicking off, and all these games are going to be on ESPN and ABC. Nice. As uh, you've heard uh, throughout the week, uh, some ESPN shows talk about the XFL and have some coaches on and whatnot. And they have to. Well, yeah, they're, they're contractually obligated. So uh, we'll see what the new inception looks like. Of course, I won't go through all the rule changes. You can just yeah. watch the games, and uh, they'll go through them. Uh, their Battlehawks, they have a familiar name at the quarterback position. It's A.J. McCarron going to be uh, leading out St. Louis. And uh, the uh, Brahmas, they are coached by Heinz Ward. So... I mean, if Jeff Saturday can do it in the NFL, why can't Heinz? I mean, I think that he was. I think he was a coach last time in the XFL too. I think so. So if I can remember right, mm. but twenty a twenty a three a kicking off for AJ McCarron being your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. We already have a leg up on the competition. That's right. I mean, so. he hasn't played in like three years. Oh, Marquette King is playing for Arlington. There you go. Hey, cool and. Josh Gordon, Ooh. playing for Seattle. Hmm. Huh. It's cool. Got lots of people to watch. Yeah. So, uh, I'll definitely uh, check it out on uh, Sunday uh, for sure. So, over under Travis, one and a half seasons of the XFL this time. Well, I mean. The USFL is getting the second season, so the XFL is going to get another Yes, but one, the so XFL over. has a tainted name. It does. It was a laughing stock for a long time after mm-hmm. the first go-round. Then the second go-round, COVID knocked it out. Hmm. It combined has lasted a season and a half in both iterations. Yeah. 
right? I, I'd still go over. Still go over? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think The Rock will keep it alive. Yeah, he will. Yeah, because he, he's not in trouble for Black Adam stuff or anything. So. Oh, gosh. Had to take him off his own energy drink. He's no longer on the can of his IOs. <laughs> they had to redesign the whole can off of uh, him him not being on them now. Jeez. Took me forever to find him in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. There is one thing that I'd still like him to be on. I know. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. He's too busy <laughs> running the XFL and being in movies. Again, this isn't something that just popped up. You knew, you've knew, you known about this. It comes around the same time every single year. Uh-uh. Don't tell me you don't have time. Nope, no time. Baloney. Don't have time for it. Here's the problem. Could make time if he wanted to. There's right. your key. Yeah. There's the key. Right. Yeah, so just tell me that. Don't yeah. tell me that you don't have time to get ready to get in so ring shape. So you don't care about the fans anymore. Yeah. Just well, say it. I've, knew okay. that, I've known that for a long time. Just say it doesn't matter. You used yeah. to say that all the time. It doesn't matter. Just right. say it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. I use the wrestling fans to get to Hollywood. There, just say it. It's okay, yeah. Rock. Yep. We you, feel you. You used us. Yep. Mm. Every one of us. Mm. We were all made fools of. Mm-mm-mm. All right. All right. So, uh, that was our Good. XFL talk. All right. Do you want to go NASCAR or entertainment? Mm, let's go to entertainment. Okay. Well, I, I, I had some entertainment yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we're still waiting on our Tiger Woods pick of a sure. top 10. So, we'll find that out on Monday. We had over 50 and a half goals for the day, Travis, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. 50. 50 was the number. Ooh. Missed it by half a goal because I said over. Wow. Ah, so mad. So if your Blues could have just scored one more <laughs> or given up one more, they won by two. They could have given up a, a, a goal at the end. Uh-huh. Would have helped a lot, but mm. nope. And then my stone-cold lock for the day, I said, yeah. Bucks minus eight against Chicago. They won 112 to 100. It did. Hit. Boom. They so we got it. one and two yesterday. Your stone-cold lock. That's got right. It. It hit. Nice. All right, let's go to the weekend, Travis. Uh, All right. Since you just talked about it, give me Vegas plus three and a half in the XFL game on Saturday. Mm, there you go. All right. I like it. Give me St. Louis minus two and a half on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yep, I I'm, like I'm it. I'm all in on the Battle Hawks. We're going to the championship game. I like it. Kaka. Kaka. The All Star game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Give me Team LeBron plus three with Giannis possibly not playing. Give me Team LeBron as the underdog plus three. Man, that's crazy. I don't know if LeBron's going to play either, but how can how can LeBron's team be favored already when we don't even know who's going to be on his team? LeBron's we don't know. team's not favored. He's plus three. Yeah, it's Team LeBron. Not the underdog plus. No, this is says he's they're favored by three. Oh well, when I looked this morning, he was plus three. Hmm. Hmm. Whatever. Whatever. But still, I, I, like it's just based off. LeBron how, can, or how can they either be favored or or the underdog when we don't even know the team? Well, teams? right now it is a team of one in LeBron versus a team of none in Giannis. So, because Giannis probably isn't yes. playing, so that's why you give LeBron the edge. But I agree with you. Give me Jason Tatum as the three point contest winner. He's mm. plus five hundred. He's not favored. Dame Lillard's favored. But I I like Tatum. I think he's got third best odds uh, to win that. So I I, I don't mind that pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to the racing for the weekend because 
It's Daytona. We got to get our racing on. Yeah. Tonight, truck racing, Travis. Mm-hmm. The trucks start off in Daytona as well. I I wanted to pick against this guy because I it, it's too easy to go with the favorite, but I, I can't. Chase Elliott's in the truck race. Chase Elliott's going to win the truck race. I mean, mm. he's just the best driver in that truck race just by default. I mean, he's a cup champion. So, <laughs> okay. give me Chase Elliott. For Chase the, Elliott. Plus 650 on that for uh, the truck race. He is the favorite. Mm. For the Xfinity race, give me Brendan Jones. Brandon Jones. Uh, you may remember him as the guy that Ty Gibbs dumped last year in the uh, trying to get into the championship game when they were teammates. <laughs> so now Brandon Jones has moved on to uh, Junior Motorsports. They always run well at the restrictor plate tracks because Dale Jr. obviously knows how to get a car good for the super speedways. So uh, he's plus 1,400. So he's not the top pick. I just think he's going to come out and want to prove that he can get a win. For the Daytona 500, Travis, I'm, I went with a little bit of a long shot, but I think it, this guy can definitely win, and that's Ross Chastain. Plus Rossi. 1,600. You know, this is the type of race where you have to be aggressive, and there is probably no one more aggressive than Ross Chastain. No. Plus, he just signed a multi-year extension today with Trackhouse, so he's going to be there. There were questions about what's his future look like. It's sewn up. He's good to go. He's going to be there. What better way than to come out and get a win? Plus, knowing after week one that Ross Chastain will be in the playoffs, I'm watching the rest of the year because who knows what he's going to do. Because we've seen <laughs> what he's done when he hasn't been in the playoffs. Yeah. He's just going to wreck everyone on his way there. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I got one last NASCAR pick, Travis. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Travis Pastrana plus 1,200 for a top 10. Ooh, Travis Pastrana. Top 10 for Travis Pastrana. Nice. So that's our entertainment for the weekend. Top 10. Okay. You could do it. He's in a fast Toyota. I mean, hey, all he needs to do is just uh, stay out of trouble. Yes. And if the if like a big wreck happens, yeah, avoid it. He avoids it, and he could slide in there yeah. easily. I, I mean, could totally see that happening. Think of the last race we were at at Daytona. Like, there were guys who have never finished inside the top 20 who finished in fifth. Because yeah. everyone wrecked out when it rained. Right. So just avoid the raindrops. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Right. Yep. So, so uh, he'll try to dodge that and try to get into the top ten for Eric's entertainment. I wanted entertainment. to see if there was entertainment head-to-head. Because some of the, the places where you can have entertainment have like head-to-head where you yeah. pick one driver against another. I wanted there to be Pastrana versus Jimmy Johnson. Mm. Like just for the pure oddity of it because... Right. One's a seven-time cup champ, and one is Travis Pastrana, who's never started a cup race before. Right. So Yeah. So I'm sure you've uh, said it all <laughs> along the way this week, but yep. or remind me, uh, Travis Pastrana, yes. is he just doing the 500, or is he doing other races, or I has he said? I think it's just the 500, but they haven't made an official announcement. This came really, really late. I'm saying, like, in January this was announced. So mm. it's really late. Now... Here's what I think, because it's a third 2311 car. I'm thinking that they are using that car and keeping it tuned up for Kurt Busch if he gets that medical clearance. Now, he says he retired last year, so he's not going to run the full schedule, but if he got cleared, he would like to run select races. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're going to use that car as kind of like a little test car for when Kurt Busch is back healthy. 
So I could see Pastrana running a couple races in it. Um, I could see him possibly running Vegas. He's been running the Vegas truck races lately every once in a while. So I could see him running in Las Vegas. I could see him maybe doing Talladega if he has fun and does well at Daytona um, and, and stuff like that. It, I, I think really it depends on how much Travis Pastrana wants to do because he brings full funding. Like he's got so many sponsors outside of his, you know, just in his day-to-day life because of who he is yeah. that he can just come in and race any races he wants because he can fully fund the ride. Sure. So um, I, I think he'll race whatever he wants. So mm-hmm. it, it, I think it depends on how well he does on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If he goes out there and gets a top 10 and leads some laps, why not why have more races? More? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, what about Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy is... Johnson is part-time. Um, he hasn't officially announced all the races he's going to do. I think he is going to do, he said, the Chicago Street Course. So he will be doing that race uh, in the summer. He's going to do the North Wilkesboro All-Star Race. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's not doing the entire season. He's just doing select races, pick and choose. So Okay. All right. Is that helping you out for your survivor pick, Travis? Just uh, gathering some intel. Yes, yes. So. All right. All do, right. You wanna, do you want to do survivor or do you want to do moments? Mm-hmm. Man, I kind of wanted to close it out with the moments. So okay, that's uh, fine. let's go ahead and let's do a season two of NASCAR Pick'em. All right. Well, you won uh, at the Clash. I did? I believe you did. My my document is not loading. No, so. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it doesn't officially count. count so, <laughs> I mean, it counts on our season total at the end. But um, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, you can go first, Travis. I insist. You insist. I mean, I did win at the Clash, so if you want me to go first, I will. Mm, but if you insist. If you insist. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's so there's a lot of good picks, but uh, the Daytona 500, if it's you look at the card. odds, yeah, it is a long shot. Like, uh, kind of a lot of races are, but even more particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, this one that I'm looking at, you know, Ryan Blaney, Danny Hamlin, yep. uh, blow, both uh, plus a thousand, and those are the lowest odds. So, um, really, you just uh, you don't know about the the 500. Uh, so, I am. I'm not gonna go Jimmy Johnson. I'll save him for later, especially if he's gonna. Uh, run some more races. Mm-hmm. Mm. I really want to go Pastrana, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'll save him for later if he's going to be running in more races. I'll take a, I'll roll the dice and roll the dice take a one. chance that he would uh, run like again. Ty Gibbs last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. There's my guy Ty Gibbs. Yep. Yep. Plus he's doing 30, the full season this year. Plus 3,500. He's in the the what used to be the 18 car. Now it's the 54. Mm, but I'm not gonna go him. I hmm, I will go here with my first selection. I will go with Zane Smith. Zane Smith. Now give me give me one second. Cross him off my list. I want to make sure he made the race. Oh boy! Before before you make that pick official, um, Daytona five hundred. I didn't spell Daytona right. 
yes, Zane Smith did make the race. He raced his way in uh, with the qualifying race yesterday, along with Connor Daly, IndyCar driver. Exactly. Yeah, so. I knew that. All righty. That is yeah, your pick, Zane exactly. Smith. Uh, Travis, I'm going to do it. I'm going Travis Pastrana. <laughs> I wanted to, but... <laughs> I mean, I grew up on Travis Pastrana on a motorcycle. I yeah. I, I played the games, you know. I mm-hmm. I was a kid of the X Games when he was you know doing his thing, and then he did the rally cross when that, that came into X Games, and mm-hmm. that was fun, and... And stuff like that. So I'm always supporting whatever this guy wants to do. I, it's just yep. a shame he can't be number 199 in NASCAR. <laughs> I, I'd totally. <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be cool. awesome. I'd buy that diecast right now. <laughs> uh, but I'll go. I'll go Travis Pastrana because this is such a wild card race. You don't want to use one of your good guys because who knows what's going to happen. So why yep. not pick someone that you have no clue what to expect from? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Alrighty. All right, we got our pick them in. So, all right, uh, moment there time. it is. It's time for the moments. All right, we're down our to the final, final four. four. Yes, our final four. Here we go. All right, here we go. First at number four, Travis. It was the very first Daytona 500 on Daytona International Speedway, not the beach course on the first one on the speedway that's there now. And what was so important about that, Travis, is it took three days to declare a winner because the finish was so close. They had to find pictures and whatnot. Mm. It has since come out that NASCAR knew that night who the winner was. But they knew if they stretched it out for three days, people would talk about it for three days because there was a lull in the sports world going on. So they were the talk of sports anything. It was all over sports pages for three days, which is a very smart marketing strategy. They kept the winner secret for three days. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would never happen no, uh-uh. today. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, man. You need that instant gratification today. <laughs> yeah. But back then, when you were relying I'm on papers. Totally spoiled on they, Twitter. They said that they had to find a cameraman who had a correct picture of the two cars. Because three cars crossed the finish line. One was a lap down, and then two were battling for the win. They had to find the correct picture with the correct photography. So the very first day... In the papers everywhere, it said, if you were at Daytona and took a picture, please send us your picture of the finish of the race. So they did a great job with this. Wow. And again, it, it's what made everyone talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's, kudos. That's kudos. Fa- that's fascinating. <laughs> uh, next, we are going to, uh, I believe it is 2014. Um and it's the final race of the year, and that is uh, 2011, excuse me. Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards battling for the championship, and Travis, they finished tied. Tied? After the final race, they finished tied in points. They both had the exact wow. same amount of points. Mm-hmm. But Tony Stewart won the race. So, therefore, Tony Stewart finished one spot better than Carl Edwards. He won the championship. It uh, was the cl- only time, obviously, it's ever finished tied. Yeah. But Tony, in the, the, the playoff format, which is 10 races, Tony got into the, the playoffs, and he, a couple weeks before that, said, you know, with the way we're racing right now, we don't deserve to be there. As far as he said, we'll, we'll take up a spot that some other driver deserves in because he said, we're just not racing good. In those 10 races, he ended up winning five of them. Mm. He won half the races to come from behind and win the championship. It was his final championship of his career. Wow. And to finish tied, 
That was the closest Carl Edwards ever got to a title. Really? Yep. Wow. If you're Carl, I mean, think about that. That's a point. Each mm-hmm. position is a point. That's finishing one spot better in any race out of those ten. Mm-hmm. Just one. That's yeah. it. Wow. You kick yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kick yourself. I'd say so. Man. All right. Number two, we have the darkest day in NASCAR, and that's the 2001 Daytona 500. Um, obviously, you know, we we know the last lap of what happened uh, with Dale Earnhardt dying in, in turn number three due to that accident. However, the one bad thing about this, Travis, is until that accident, this was a great race, and it gets overshadowed because all anyone wants to talk about is the death of Dale Earnhardt. When you bring up the 2001 Daytona 500, that's all anyone thinks about. But there was some great side-by-side racing, great pack racing, lead changing hands multiple times. You had a big accident on the back stretch with Tony Stewart. Um, the storylines entering the race were so big. It was Fox's first race that they got to broadcast. It was Daryl Waltrip's first time not being in the 500 since, I think, the 70s. Like, there were a lot of stories to follow, and unfortunately, because of the death of Dale Earnhardt, you don't remember a single one of them. No. Because all that is mentioned, all that you think about is the death of Dale Earnhardt and kind of the, the following of that and how it was such a dark day for NASCAR um, that they lost this legend. Now, again, in the year 2000, there were three deaths that happened on NASCAR tracks under NASCAR races. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear about any of them. No. But again, because it was Dale Earnhardt, the icon, the the legend that he is, yep. it dominated the news. And I, I remember seeing CNN and NBC Nightly News talking about the death of Dale Earnhardt. And, you know, Sterling Marlin was getting death threats from people because he hit Earnhardt and all this stuff. Wow. It was absolutely bizarre. It was crazy. And it was, it was uh, definitely a moment. Wow, the darkest day. That's what they say. They say it's the darkest history. day in NASCAR history. Yeah. Which there's been a lot of drivers who have died. So I don't, I don't know if I quite go that far, but none of them had the clout and the prestige and the name recognition of Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The the intimidator. You saw mm-hmm. him with those shades and a ball cap on. You knew and the mustache. You knew who it was. Yep. Even if you knew nothing exactly. about NASCAR, you even casual fans knew that that is Dale Earnhardt. Yep. And he transcended the sport. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do it in, like, let's say, a Jeff Gordon way, you know, where he's on Wall Street and he's going to Saturday Night Live and he's doing that. Like, Earnhardt transcended the sport, but for the common man kind of thing. Yeah, so, he was from, he's like, kind of like a southern man. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. I, I, my favorite, and I, I'll be honest, I was not a Dale Earnhardt fan growing up, but my favorite Earnhardt story is he missed qualifying for a race. And the reason why he missed qualifying is because Hurricane Idna did damage to his farm. And so he was back home repairing the fence at his farm, and he missed qualifying for that. Hmm. Like, that's just... Yeah. That's a, This is like in 95. Like, it's not like it's even like, oh, this was back in the 80s. I mean, this is 95. Hmm. You don't think of things like that happening. But no. I'm not going to qualify my car. I know that means I have to start last. I don't care. I got to go fix my fence in my farm. His fence, yeah. Crazy. For sure. Yeah, and I tell the stories all the time, but my yep. dad was a big uh, Earnhardt guy, yep. and uh, there's a bunch of uh, Earnhardt memorabilia 
all across my house and I still have some of it up and some of it's packed away and there's just uh, too much to the count of yep. all the stuff they had for for Earnhardt uh, there for his favorite driver. And here's the thing: a lot of people say that um, a, a large percentage of NASCAR fans left when Earnhardt died. Mm-hmm. That's not the case, actually. The highest viewership NASCAR ever got was in 2006, five years after his death. Hmm. So that was the peak of NASCAR. Was was 06. Um, so it may have dipped. I'm not saying it didn't, but it grew, and then it really nosedived after 06, and they're still recovering now. But right, yeah, still trying to yeah to yeah. recover. So, hmm. so that's number two. That's number two. Oh man! So I'm uh, waiting to see what number one is. You're and, waiting. Uh, let's see if we can get a drum roll. Let's see if this is a good one. Drum roll. What is number one? Number one, Travis, we're going to the 1979 Daytona 500. 1979? 1979 Daytona 500. Uh Why is this significant? It was the first flag-to-flag coverage of a NASCAR race. It was the first full broadcast of a NASCAR race. And there was a snowstorm on the East Coast. So that means mm-hmm. all of the East Coast was stuck inside. So what were they doing? Watching that race. And what did they see? They saw Donnie Allison and Cale Yarbrough on the last lap crash. Richard Petty came around to win. And the famous line from uh, the broadcaster, Ken Squire, says, There's a fight in turn three because both these men know they have lost. And the cameras cut to a fight taking place on the track between Cale Yarbrough, Donnie Allison, and Bobby Allison, who stopped by to help his brother. And (laughs) it was just the moment because everyone was snowed in. If that race happens and it doesn't get viewers and that doesn't, that moment doesn't happen. Who knows where NASCAR is now? We may never get live flag to flag coverage of a full race because networks may say, well, why do that? We can just clip it up. If the viewership wasn't there, we can just clip it up, which is what they had done, and show highlights and condense it down to an hour, and that was it. Or they'd put mm-hmm. it on, like, Wide World of Sports with ABC and stuff like that. This had to have a moment, and you had the moment of them crashing on the last lap. Richard Petty wins a Daytona 500, which is always a, a big thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the fight. And the fact, and I, I will argue this. If it there's not a snowstorm on the East Coast, you don't get the viewers. But because there was a severe snowstorm and people were staying inside on the East Coast, which is a market that NASCAR wasn't reaching at that time. It was looked at as a southern sport. But everyone on that East Coast was stuck in, and this is back when you had three channels, and one of them had a race, and there's no football, and there's no basketball, and there's no baseball. What else are you going to watch? Yeah. So you watch that because you had nothing else to watch if you want to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the key, is there were no other options. If NASCAR, if if you put today's television back then in 79, even with a snowstorm, it wouldn't matter because you could just change the channel and find something else to watch. Yeah, It was the fact that there were three, maybe four stations, depending on where you lived. Snowstorm, you couldn't go outside and do anything, and then you get drama. 
a lot of people pinpoint that as the moment that the nation found out about NASCAR. Hmm. And to me, that is why it is the top moment. Because without that moment, who knows where NASCAR is? It's hmm. not celebrating 75 years. It maybe may be not. done. So, yeah, maybe not. There we go. We finished our countdown. Number one. Number one. The big fight. Not what you were expecting, huh? Well, I feel like it's kind of easy to put Dale Earnhardt's death yes. at number one. Yes. Since everything else that happened with the safety uh, yes. stuff as well. So, uh, and that ends the list off kind of in a... A sad sad yeah. sad yeah. way so um yeah the, that is actually not what i was expecting at uh, number one but uh we that's why you go through the list that's right that's why we do and this. uh you know you explaining that uh, really was a significant moment yep. of uh you know i think maybe i obviously have seen uh, that uh clip of them fighting oh don't worry i'll show you afterwards and, yeah. in, and the brother coming in to uh to help him and then but i didn't realize that about the uh the snowstorm yeah uh they're uh causing the viewership to go up even more yep again Mm. if that snowstorm is not happening on the east coast which again the east coast not a area that was nascar heavy yeah they were modified racing they were they didn't do stock cars in the east coast and everyone had to stay inside they had nothing else to do and Mm. again if a guy wins by a lap it's not the same it's the fact that you had the perfect combination of an accident which whether you like it or not, people like seeing accidents. Yeah. You get an accident, you get a fist fight, and you get the king winning his sixth Daytona 500. Right. What else? <laughs> what more else do you want? And A.J. Foyt finished second in that race. Mm. So you got all these NASCAR and racing legends Yeah. just convening on one perfect moment. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Wow. Good stuff. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff, pal. And uh, so there it is. There we go. There's the countdown. We're done. We're done. Done and dusted. So there you go. And uh, so now what do we do? Well, we get out of here, Travis. Is that what we do? We go enjoy the weekend. Hmm. Lots of stuff to watch. Lots of stuff to go partake in. Regionals. All over the place. Mm. Go check it out. Yeah. If you don't want to go check it out, listen to it. Listen to Cumberland and Altamont. That's true. Listen to the Illini tomorrow morning. Hmm. I just noticed uh, something on here that's uh, slightly uh, uh, inconvenience uh, now here on the thing. But uh, we'll get out of here since the uh, countdown is uh, done and over. If you make sure you have uh, some entertainment on the uh, 500 if you feel like it. And we'll be back to a recap at all coming up on Monday. And we'll recap the postseason. And uh, we got a big show, loaded show, on Monday. Like every Monday seems to be. For President's Day. Yes, it's President's Day. And uh, so uh, we will have You don't have to work. Tune in with us. Yeah, we'll have the top three moments from the sports weekend. I don't know if I can narrow it down to three. I might have to. I'll try. XFL kicks off. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that uh, 500 coverage. See if that... Oh, well, it's probably going to make Eric's list. So. Oh, yeah, something from it's bound to. <laughs> Something's got to. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading. And have a great uh, weekend. And we'll be uh, 
back on Monday. Peace. <laughs>